It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi there, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. Oh, hello, Catherine. Hey, Frank. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm a little um, anxious about all the things we have going on, but I'll be okay. What are you most anxious about? What shirt to wear? Usually. Matching the tie? Well, there's no there's no tie that would go with this shirt. This is kind of one of my casual looks. Oh, okay, yeah. So I, I mean, I'm okay. and it's still elbow. I mean, you still got the sleeves rolled up. Yeah, no matter how hot it gets, I still cover the, cover the elbows. Yeah. I've learned that nobody wants to see them. <laughs> um, you can... <laughs> what we need to do is get some elbow covers in the Frank and Friends merch store. <laughs> At frankandfriendshow.com backslash store. We do have... I think we do have long-sleeve T-shirts and uh, certainly have hoodies and, and sweatshirts and things like that. That's true. And uh, beach towels and mm-hmm. pint glasses. Uh, some interesting Cell wine... cases. Oh, yeah. You know? Wine cooler... Um, I guess it's not really a wine. What would you call that? It's like a tumbler, um, a stainless steel tumbler that keeps your wine cool, and it's got the logo on it. That is pretty fabulous. Yeah. So that fun stuff, and you can support us by uh, buying the merch. And also, you can support us for free just by um, subscribing to our show. Liking, sharing, subscribing, smashing that button. For notifications on YouTube, and you can also find the audio on all of the um, audio podcast apps. Except Facebook, they took it away, or they're taking it away. They're taking it away, yeah. They used to, Facebook decided they wanted to get into the um, audio podcast business, so they would make a post automatically, taking right. the audio and putting up like this, this it, dumb moving picture. They made a video of it for no reason. Well, we already have a video version of it. Why am I holding this up? I don't know, but did we say we're going to use the bell a lot today? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. So I, don't, I picked this up to get it out of the way, but it's got the, the sun sphere on it. Um, and it's our um, East Tennessee PBS member viewer guide. Nice. And I like it because, you know, my the interview show. Because your name is in it? Is that why you like it? Of course that's why I like it. Let me see. Up close with Frank Murphy, Leanne Morgan. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. That's Wednesday, May 25th at 12 a.m. So it's really like Tuesday the 24th at late night, but it's or early morning. So, so but stay up late. The reason also that I have this, I was looking to see if uh, this... Sh- this show that they're going to have us do the pledge drive for, if it's been scheduled during May, I guess it's going to be on during June. We're going over there uh, to record pledge breaks right. for, I think the show is called Brit, Brit Floyd. Brit Floyd. It's like a Pink Floyd tribute. Yeah, so we're trying to figure out what to wear. Well, I'm, I, I'm probably, usually when I go on television, when I'm on either Channel 6 or PBS, I like to just wear my TV clothes. Right, which are... You know, blazer, uh, shirt, tie. You know, the same thing I would wear to host a game show or to interview a Leanne Morgan or to okay. be interviewed on Channel 6. So, so I, what, is, what is the best interviewee outfit that you've ever seen somebody that you interviewed wear? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... I mean, I guess I could look back and see if I got pictures of... You know, like Silk Cozart when he showed up. Because everyone who shows up for an interview wears something different. You know, See, some people... Silk Cozart dressed very casually. Nice, very and, casual. And hip and yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, this is an author. She kind of... Renee like, Winchester. You know, she dressed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's nice. another uh, very professional woman. She's... Oh, that's with nice. the uh, community co- Tara Davis. She with the Community Coalition Against Human Trafficking. She's got like a, a denim yeah. shirt tied. Yeah, that's very pretty. And that's uh, Internet Chef Adam Ragusia. Another little jacket. So he dressed up a little bit for yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Lots so of jackets. So they. I mean, they suggest solid colors. But you see how I'm I'm wearing my jacket and tie the whole time. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Solid colors, not white. 
you know. Well, okay. I wear sometimes when I'm doing the game show. I guess because I know the backdrop. Sure. I, I know how far I can push it. Like I'm allowed to. They let me wear a white shirt once in a while. Well, a white shirt with a jacket over it. It's fine. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one jacket I have that they told me is so dark black that <laughs> it's a little too black. And I'm like, ah, oh, this I like it though. Yeah. Slenderizing. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I wonder, nah. I wonder if I could do because I always like wearing white with my dark hair. So like a, a okay. black shirt with like a white blazer. Try it. Yeah. I mean, if we're in front of a... We'll see what... It depends what we're standing in front of. It does, yeah. So that's... I mean, I don't know why it seems like this is a weird place for me to stress out, but it's a rock and roll show. So as long as I can wear my regular standard TV clothes, I'll be fine. Sure. But if I'm supposed to dress like a rock and roll character... I mean, I could do that, but I don't know if they're going to see the shoes. So is it worth it? You know? Uh, they might. They might? Okay. You know, I, one time, um, I guess I was doing a thing, and I went to a country music... Uh, thing I was supposed to be on TV for Channel Six at this country music thing, and I actually wore this sort of Wrangler shirt, and I I just I felt so miserable and self conscious the entire time. I thought ah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt right. dumb. I think you should be in something you're comfortable in. Yeah, yeah. It makes the most sense. Like you're the fashion diva in this in this uh, in equation. That's my advice. Wear something <laughs> you feel good in. Oh, okay. Then I you feel totally comfortable and you feel like yourself, and everything works out better. Remember um, the other day when I was telling you about how we were in the Northern Virginia and the it was a rainy, miserable, wet weather. I do. And how um, the hotel had a shower that didn't work. It was terrible. And my wife was just saying, "Oh, I just." I just want to go back to the room and I take I, a hot shower. I just, I should, t- I just, I need something to, to take a shower. I, just, I should take a shower. I'm like, yeah, you should. And apparently, that was the wrong thing to say. I was trying to support her. Wasn't this like on Mother's Day weekend? Yeah. Okay. She said. So. She said I should go home. I just want. I should go back to the hotel and take a hot shower and just get all this rain and cold off me, as what she was implying. But all she said was, I should go take a hot shower. I said, yeah, you should. And that apparently is the wrong thing to say. I mean... How is it wrong? <laughs> I was agreeing with her. You could, I said, yes, you should go I mean, and get a nice, have depends, a nice... It depends on the tone. Okay. I guess I did the wrong tone. Yeah, I think you probably had the wrong tone. Mm-hmm. You, were in, you were implying that like, she absolutely needed a shower. Or she was just saying she wanted a shower to feel better. It's different between needing one and wanting one. <laughs> Well, I, I knew what she meant. I was—I thought I was agreeing with what she said. Sure. But she said it came out, and that happens to me a lot sometimes. It doesn't I, surprise me. Sometimes. One of the one of the kids was having a, an issue, and I, what I was thinking in my head was, what can we do to fix this the problem that that is causing the child to fuss? Sure. So, however, what I said was, what's his problem? And <laughs> wrong thing to say. This and could my, just be a whole episode of Frank my, saying the wrong. And thing. my daughter looks at me like. <laughs> I said, "Well, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I came out wrong. I came out sounding mean. I realize now <laughs> what I meant was, what can we do to fix his problem? But in order to fix his problem, we have to know what his problem is. So I was getting, trying to get right to it. Well, what is his problem, and what can I do to?" Yeah, I think like questioning it, like or calling it a problem in general, is probably going to be the wrong thing to say. Mm. Like, what is what is happening right now? You know, why why are you feeling that way? To a three year old? Yes. <laughs> Four year old? What is your? Well, it's really for the mom. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Because if you call their child a problem, you're, prob- you're probably going to have a problem <laughs> when the mom. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, I didn't mean it. I like, can write you out like a little script, you know, if you need yeah. it. <laughs> Before you go on these trips. <laughs> well, what to say, what not to say. When it's your family, unfortunately, <laughs> you, you sometimes say, you know. The wrong if, thing. Right. Because when you're talking to strangers, you know, your guards are up. Sure. And you're more. More well-behaved conscious of yeah. of what you're saying and how it might be interpreted yeah yeah we tend to relax around family and say stupid things yeah it's fun isn't it <laughs> <laughs> i've been known to say stupid things <laughs> well i mean the more you do you know and the more you're doing the show the more you're kind of part of the family the more likely it is that i'm going to say something stupid to you so i um, that would be terrible but if you do then i'm just going to use it on a show so it's actually fine <laughs> because I might not say something in the moment. I may just wait. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. Save it for the show. And I will always remember that is something that my family can tell you. <laughs> I will know how to bring it back up and make a joke out of it. Uh, that, well, I, you know, I've always been that person. <laughs> my, my mother was like that, too. Um, we used to joke that... Um, my mother was the grandma, well, first of all, my wife's mother was the grandma who doesn't remember, God bless her, and my mother was the grandma who doesn't forget. <laughs> nice, nice. So, when the two of them would get into this conversation sometimes, you know, one grandma's like, oh, I don't know, and the other one's like, of course you do, Mary, you don't remember? <laughs> <laughs> this is when it happened, this is the day, the time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the location. No, my mother would bring it up stuff all the time, like... How come you never became a math teacher? I'm like, because I'm not qualified <laughs> to be a math teacher. But you could have been qualified, I think is her point. I mean, Mr. Owl. Yeah. <laughs> but you scored high on your math SATs. It yeah. doesn't mean I enjoy math. I mean, I did well on one standardized test is what that meant. Well, you shouldn't have done that if you didn't want to be associated with being good at math. <laughs> She's going to remember. I mean, my parents actually right now are, are being silly. And they have, well, they have all of this like house renovation going on because there, something happened, I think, with their dishwasher and it flooded. And so oh, their no. floors were a mess. And so anyway, it's, it's getting all organized. But they've had a couple of people make offers on their house because, you know. It's a market every, for It's it. a market. Yeah. And they were like, well, give us the, you know, the right offer and maybe we'll consider it. So now they're like, well, if we considered it, maybe we would move out into, like, the country. And I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't you tell us? You, I'm oh, like, wait, here we go. wait a minute. Catherine, who remembers? <laughs> You're going to move far away from all of your doctors and hospitals and, like, the people you know who can help you as you're aging? And they're like, why did we ever say that about somebody? <laughs> and my mother on Mother's Day told me that uh, my older brother also said the same thing to them. And I was like, well, you know, you raised us. Yeah. You should expect this sort of questioning and behavior from us because we learned it from you. So <laughs> if they pick up and move to a nice retirement area, sure. are you worried that it's going to be too much physical work for them? To, you know, you I'm not worried about it at all. I just think that, you know, they said something yeah. about other people, like, moving out into, like, the boonies or, you know, like far away from the city and like not having their doctors. And they were always saying that this is a terrible idea. And now they're bringing it up as something that they're going to do. 
you know. Well, I mean, so. maybe there's new doctors out there in the boonies. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. They're talking about, well, we'll be like an hour from yeah. like a real hospital. It's funny because I never really thought of that as, like, as a concern. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I just figured I would die. But uh, that's I never thought of it. I guess I've never also I've always lived in the suburbs my whole life. I've always lived in the suburbs. I've never lived in the boonies. But you get to a point, you know, I guess where you realize, oh, this house is too much work. Right. You know, and um, we've hit, but we've also, since my mother passed away, we've used, you know, a little bit of the money that we got from her to do a home improvement here or there, as you're well aware. Right. You know, have a tree taken down or get some, uh, the siding replaced and fixed. The problem problem areas that should have been done before we're getting some things done. But when you get things done in rapid succession, it causes at least some of our neighbors to panic, thinking that we're moving. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you're like readying the house. Every time we do something, they're like, are you going to move? Like, no, I'm fixing the gutters so that I can stay. (laughs) Are they trying to get you to move? Well, I can imagine why, but... Because you keep (laughs) taking all of their fig leaves and (laughs) calling the neighbors foxy. I meant it as a compliment. I mean, she had on a, a costume. I know, I know. With her children, they were dressed as skunks and, <laughs> and possum and the she fox. She was the foxy lady, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe she could have. The fox lady probably would have <laughs> gone over better, but anyway. <laughs> you really don't forget, do you? I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, Catherine, in the world of forensic anthropology, uh, the... Bones remember, but the flesh forgets. Oh. That's interesting, isn't it? That is interesting. And that's uh, something I learned from Dr. Bill Bass, and you can learn from him when you go to bonezones.com. Don't forget the S. And read some of his fabulous books on forensic anthropology. What that means is, let's suppose that someday you finally stab me. (laughs) 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 Like you do in opera. Yes. Let's suppose you actually do stab me, and uh, somehow I recover. Okay. The flesh would forget. Okay. But... It would regenerate. Yeah. Yeah, and forget. But uh, it, when they do the autopsy on me, there might be a knife mark on my bones. Interesting. Proving that you had stabbed me in the ribs. Oh. And that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was actually a... There's a case in uh, that Dr. Bass worked on. Um, I think the guy's name was Trigger Harden, now that I'm trying to remember hmm. it. But they were trying to prove that he'd gotten stabbed. And... Um, Murdered, but in fact, what had happened was he ended up falling on a glass coffee table and impaled, oh, being impaled. Wow. Wow. So, and he didn't die right away. So that was part of the right. reason why it was um, an odd case, you know. Yeah. But he had the the bones remembered and the flesh forgot. That's really interesting. Uh, so that's one of the reasons I think of that, and that's a story you can read about in probably either Beyond the Body Farm or Death's Acre, the nonfiction books. But a lot of those same uh, forensic cases are taken and fictionalized in the Jefferson Bass Mysteries. So by ordering them, um, uh, when you call, the phone number is on um, bonezones.com or there's an email address. You go there, you pick out what you want to buy, you call up, and they talk to you. And they actually talk you through so that you can have it autographed and personalized by Dr. Bass. And they'll ship it out to you. Um, The skulls are selling well. That's good. And well, there are all of those events that you're also yeah. at, so you can see Frank at any of those events. And those uh, those will be coming up. We have uh, several scheduled for uh, the second half of the year. Dr. Bass's 94th birthday in August. Um, usually we do something Halloween-related. Which makes sense. Um, and then uh, something in, the, in December. It's not exactly a Christmas show. <laughs> 
Christmas with Bone Zones. <laughs> but we've done we've done kind of a December event. Um, Could you and, dress one of the skulls up as Santa? I mean, that would be kind of great. Skeleton Santa. Yes. How would that not be terrifying for the children? I mean, I think it would be fabulous. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the nightmare of Christmas, right? Oh, oh, oh! Like Jack Skellington. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, check out BoneZones.com. Don't forget the S. Um, speaking of our Santa Claus, I was wearing <laughs> my red uh, Frankenfriends hoodie uh-huh. last weekend while we were traveling, and whatever I did, um, I hadn't I hadn't trimmed the beard for a few days. Okay. Because I trim it for one of the cameras on camera days. Right. I, I get out there and I try to knock it down and. and Shape it a little bit. Well, I guess the white part had gotten a little poofier. Did somebody think you were Santa? My wife <laughs> said, don't do that. You look like Santa Claus. <laughs> I, had done, I had done a kind of a comic. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was going to say, you were probably like laughing like Santa on top yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I wasn't it was even like really the whole thing. trying. I just, yeah. I did a, I did like a, a, belly a gesture. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> I was trying to be exaggerated. And she, I think we were in a Starbucks or somewhere. And you looked like Santa. And she said, don't do that. You look like Santa Claus. Well, she probably was saying that to you after you told her to take a shower. So, <laughs> Well, we were on the, road, on the road headed home. And one of the places we stopped was at a Cracker Barrel in Virginia. Mm. And I, I, I don't understand what was going on at this one table. Okay. But there were... Um, as we walk in, we're being shown to our seats. There's a family at a table, and there's a baby or a toddler wearing nothing but a diaper, like a pamper, okay. sitting on the dinner table. A New Year's baby? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sitting on the dinner table, just, and they're having Handing food, food. Ha- touching the food, and sitting there. And I'm looking around, and I see the baby's clothes are on the floor. Okay. And, and and also there's forks and spoons on the floor and food. And I'm thinking, this is... Teaching other people around maybe that they don't want to celebrate Mother's Day themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems so odd uh-huh. that, you know, you're, this is, you're not home, folks. This is Cracker Barrel. I mean, there is a fireplace. Maybe they got confused. Uh, and maybe, you know, the, and Your I understand games. that, the, you know, sometimes the kids, they take off their their little onesie or whatever they're wearing for whatever reason. I mean, all kids do it at some point. So they you just, think the kid just like took off his clothes and threw them on the floor? Either that or, or um, maybe they had gotten wet, stained, you know, spilled. Could be. You could, that if would you spilled make more sense. something cold or wet on it and the child's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you would take off the clothes. You might want to, I mean... Put another, them in your bag? In other scenarios, uh, I've seen it where you take the clothes off before the child eats so that you can put the clean clothes back on the child at the end. It's much easier to wipe down uh, a baby's skin sure. than it is to try to... You know, they also make these things called bibs. I love a good bib. I know. In fact, I need bigger bibs for my, my life. I'm at the point in my life where I need bibs again. I know. I think we forgot to take one when we had our custard episode. We tried very hard. Um, I, don't, I did still get some on my shirt. Did you? I yeah. did. I did. Which yeah. reminds me, i got to go to the dry cleaners and pick it up. Yeah. But, um, but that custard was worth it, but... Yeah, but also I, I think if I if I edit it correctly, we'll see when the episode comes out that uh, we do cutaway shots every time I put it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So we don't actually get like a slow motion like video of the custard falling to your shirt. 
No? Okay. <laughs> you, would you like to edit that episode? <laughs> I'll give you all the files. You can edit that okay, one. Okay, uh, You don't have time for that. No, probably not, but uh, that's okay. But yeah, the, um, so I can understand that there's that concept of, you know, trying to, but it seemed, it just seemed wrong to me that the baby would be sitting there practically naked, just a diaper on, on the, the table. table. And I mean, that's the part that, got me most of all was mm. the diaper baby sitting on the table. Now, granted, I don't know if the diaper was clean or dirty. It's still a diaper. It's 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 just the baby's sitting there. They're going to clean the table. Right. But yeah. just something about seeing a baby sitting on the table with the food, it just doesn't... Wasn't appetizing to you? I like babies. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I like, I'm a fan of babies. I, I, I just, I, I just thought this would seem like odd an odd parenting choice. And maybe I was too much more strict with my children and wouldn't have tolerated that. You wouldn't? No. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, would you, you like... Say you leave. You take them out. <laughs> you take the... You say, we're going. That's it. We're going out. We're going out to the car. We're done. We're going out to the Pack parking lot. We're going out to the, the Cracker Barrel gift shop, which... Yeah. Have you been, you've been to Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. Cracker Barrel's great. It strikes me that um, a lot of grandmas... And uh, buy seem to buy a lot of clothes for their baby children at, uh, at Cracker Barrel. It just stri- strikes me that every time we go, my wife buys something for one of the grandkids at Cracker Barrel. They have really fun things, actually. Like the clothes, like yeah. especially the, the dresses for little girls. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a lot of cute little outfits for little baby girls. Nice. And um, which I'm now debating if I should bring my wife to this store in Pigeon Forge. Which store? I think it's called Little L I D L. Dollies, little dollies. Do they, are they all like Dolly Parton clothes for I, little? Well, for littles. You know that Facebook group where they have. Um, we talked about it last week, where people post things about Gatlinburg and Pigeon right. Forge. Somebody started a, a, a idea to post the pictures of your little baby girls wearing the dress you bought for them at Little Dollies. Okay. So it's. Ninety percent mimas and nanas and grandmas okay. posting pictures of their granddaughters wearing the little dolly dress. That's nice. But it also it's re- it's advertising what they sell in their store. And with their retroish style, I wouldn't say that um, it's not the kind of thing you're going to find at Belk. Right. You know, it's the kind of thing you might have found at Belk in 1982. Nice. <laughs> so like lots of full skirts and yeah, yeah. I mean, bells. I don't even know. Um, I guess when when you were a baby, they probably still had that kind of stuff. I mean, there are pictures of me in like the white gloves and like the pink frilly dress with like the full skirt that like would swish around and had a bell in it everywhere I went. Bell in it? Oh yeah, I had bells in my dresses and I would run around. And you couldn't. Why would you? And I would have like the little. So wait, the the phrase the phrase with with bells on means a a thing. I thought that was just a nonsense phrase. No. My dresses had bells. I'm going to get a picture. It's probably of me at Easter. I can remember it. I had the little white hat and the little white shoes. And I wouldn't wear jeans. I mean, I would only wear these little dresses and run around. By choice? By choice, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's what I'm saying is it seems like this is a kind of a flashback to probably when these grandmas had daughters, you know, 30 years ago. Um, or maybe, you know, all longer. I mean, I... I guess I bought some frilly 
dresses. That was a thing when Megan was a little girl. I would buy her a dress for Christmas. Okay, like one yeah. of those, like you know, plaid. Oh yeah, I had I've like got, a well, green pl- yeah, and red on the wall Christmas over there. plaid yeah. with the poofy sleeves, and it's like the the dresses are not on the wall. The pictures of Megan as a <laughs> toddler. <laughs> That would be weird. Oh, look, the dre- they're hanging right over there. <laughs> that would be weird. That would be very weird. Uh, my mother actually was uh, really a great seamstress, and she made me some of those dresses. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's like a, a black velvet with the blue. I mean, it was crazy. And what about your brothers? I don't know what they were wearing. <laughs> It must be a family picture where you're wearing your bells and your gloves and Maybe. look like I you're ready for the, the four-year-old the debutante yeah. fall. <laughs> um, most of our family photos, they they kind of made us wear the same clothes, like me. And I was always upset about it. Oh, you mean like everyone would be wearing matching clothes in a picture? Yeah, well, me and my brothers. As opposed to you wearing the same dress year after year after year. Right. Which, Which is, is another way I to interpret. To that's another way to interpret. Every time we had a family photo, I had to wear the same clothes, and the, <laughs> you're growing, and the dress isn't, and you're like, <laughs> that'd be pretty good, yeah. No, so I mean, we're like wearing navy blue polo shirts, or there's one where we're all in like sailor gear, yeah. You know, okay, good, I, good times. <laughs> I, my my sister and her family, they're those people. Okay. Where they have the pictures every year, and I I, I don't I don't know what's wrong with Jerry and me, but we didn't do it. You know, we didn't um, get everybody the matching Old Navy t-shirts for 4th of July and take a family photo. But my sister has hundreds of those of, right. of, you know, for every every summer, every winter, every whatever. Yeah. And it's nice. The kids hated it. The kids, the kids like you can imagine. We, we hated it. But, but when you look back on it, when your parents have forced you to do it, and then... You know, 20 years later, you're like, oh, yeah. Well, for us, it's like there's stories. So they sent uh, the last photo that they made me and my brothers do together was my old. I was in college. So I think my older brother had just graduated. He was like about to get married. And my younger brother was like getting ready to graduate high school. So we're, we're older at this okay. point. And they're like, we need a lot, like a final like photo of the three of you. And we were miserable. We went over to a friend's house who, like, is a photographer. And had the studio. Had the whole studio and everything. And when I look at those photos, all I remember is how my older brother, Christopher, is, like, poking me and, like, trying to make us laugh and being just, like, ridiculous. So the the photos are nonsense, but we had a good time, even though we were miserable. There's one uh, family photo from my youth where everyone's fine. So we're in front of the fireplace. It's a beautiful little family photo, and I love it. It's nice. I'm like six, seven years old. There's one where we got done years later where I I hated everything about myself. I hated my haircut. I hated my clothes. I hated everything. And you can see all of that on my face. Mm. I am miserable in this photo. And apparently, I stormed out of the and walked home. Mm. from the it was three miles wow oh my goodness well you know i i used to hate taking photos too for somebody who loves to take selfies like i used to hate i used to cry before every one of these family photos you know i um, this is my deep my deep psychological analysis is there's a point where you've got this pain something pains you so you overcompensate Mm. you know and if it's if it's um and a lot of people i think in uh the arts and in showbiz and in radio and in television, so all of the things. You, 
we do it now, it's second nature to us, but at some point, you have to realize that normal, well-adjusted people (laughs) don't become (laughs) opera singers or game show hosts. They don't? No. Think about all the opera singers you know. How many of them... Are well-adjusted? How many of them are (laughs) well-adjusted? I don't, we can go start I don't naming. Even know. <laughs> I don't even know. We can go through the list. No. We can start naming names, and I'll tell you what's wrong with all of them. Uh oh. <laughs> I'll do radio. I think that's for off air. Yeah. I'll, I'll do. I'll do radio. Okay. And you can do opera. Okay. All right. <laughs> but we're at the top of the list. Clearly, there's, we're not normal. We're sitting here. That's true. In my living room, talking to a camera. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to send this to all of our friends, hoping that you'll watch it, like it, share it, subscribe. subscribe it, smash that button. Yes, this is not Tell normal. Tell your friends. There's nothing normal, normal about this. Asking for more likes and subscriptions. And yes. Trying and to get 400 more people to... Yeah, yeah, at least. And asking you even to consider going to audibletrial.com slash show so that we can earn a few dollars... For uh, for this, you 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 get to enjoy all of Audible and thousands of titles, and we get um, to pay for batteries. Yes, that's how we support the show <laughs> with an ad from Audible. Um, so do check that out. You can listen on all your all your devices. Um, it, it remembers your place, right? Yeah, keeps a bookmark and. Whatever, um, whether you like the podcast or you like the custom audio entertainment or what they're most known for is the tens of thousands of audiobooks. And when you use our code, which is audibletrial.com slash show, that sets you up for the free 30-day trial. And during that time period... You get to download a free book. Yeah, an MP3 that you get to keep forever. And then when you become a member, you get to download, I think it's the rate of one a month, one credit per month. Nice. Or you build up the credits. Some of the things you might want to... Oh, you know, I'm going to save my credit this month so I can get something... Bigger. ...that costs two credits next month. Yeah. I love that you get to keep it. Yeah. And then you can go back and listen to it again. Exactly. You know? So that's the fun of it. Um, and then when you're a member, you can stream it. You know, that, that there's kind of that choice of whether you're just going to stream it or whether you're going to download it. it and keep it. So well, I guess, you, best you, know, of both worlds. you can't listen to it in that 30 days, maybe you're really, really busy, then you want to yeah. download it so you can finish it the next month. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So audibletrial.com slash show. You also uh, support us by buying our, our beautiful... Merchandise. Merchandise at com backslash store. And I, I have the, I keep meaning to have more. We've got the phone case, so show that. I do have the phone case, which, you know, I have to say has kept my phone, even though all of these text messages are, are blowing it up, but it has kept it nice and crack free. That's good. You know? That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to get myself, I've been waiting. I've been wanting to get a nicer phone like you. Because I've got a, I'm, I'm due for an upgrade, so I'll get oh, it. first thing that'll happen. Get the phone and then the new phone case. Why wouldn't you? I'm, right, it's a great Makes situation. Total sense. Yeah. And show dot com has uh, our episodes and the store, and what else is on there? Our bios. Yeah, links to everything that you could possibly want to know about Frank Murphy and Catherine Freedy. Yes, uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for more uh, Seymour. We're in the, the thick of it, the uh, Seymour Smokies season. So uh, there'll be a, a flurry of those episodes uh, coming out. I think we're going to see Klaus at the Mountain Coaster place soon. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you watch all the Seymour Smokies episodes to find out where you want to go this summer. Yeah, good times. And then uh, when Artie Rocket and uh, Timmy and Charlie are in town, we'll drag them along to record. That'll be fun. That'll be right after that. Uh, you star in The Copper Queen. They'll be showing up the next, the next week. Fantastic. 
I plug the Copper Queen because I may as well. You're here. So the Copper Queen is playing at the Flying Anvil Theater on June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at 7.30 p.m. You can get those tickets at marblecityopera.com backslash tickets. Catherine plays a strumpet ghost. Or, yeah. Or ghost strumpet. Or... I mean, I do appear as a ghost in the end. So. So. I, I'm, you know, it goes back and forth between oh, you're 1910 alive at the front. Okay. and 2010. And so I'm alive and it's telling my story during the 1910s. And then I show up in 2010. Dun, dun, dun. As a ghost. And I have to say that this is, you know, I love Puccini. I love singing Puccini. Yeah, but this is not Puccini. It's this not is, Puccini, but some other guy. What I would say is that I love this just as much. What? Yes, that's how much. Yes, it's fantastic. I mean, if you if you've seen me sing uh, Tosca, or you've seen me sing Swarangelica, or Violetta, or one of these roles that you're and by, like, she's oh, talking directly to me because yes. these are the ones that I keep talking about. And the more in the car, I'm like, oh, Catherine, when are you going to do more of that? Yeah, I mean, because they're <laughs> fabulous and I love them, yeah. but. If you've seen me do those, or even Amelia Lost, but this is, I'm obsessed with this role. I'm obsessed with this opera. It's fantastic. Wow. All right. Well, I'll make sure that uh, we have you mention that again at the beginning of an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, one day. (laughs) You can just like edit that part out. Oops, I made this. (laughs) I'll make a little commercial for Marvel City Opera. All right. Uh, Thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks so much for watching, sharing, liking, subscribing, all of the things. Smashing Uh, that button. It is the Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you again next time.